Doug and Marty versus the World is sponsored and paid for by Marty McClendon, Doug Bassler, and EasyTVSpots.com. Round one, go. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Joe Biden's coming. We got to clean this place up. Let's get this place <laughs> in ship shape, baby. El Paso uh, never looked so good. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon. This is Doug and Marty versus the world. I love it. Didn't, uh, see, no, didn't see no illegal immigrants there in El Paso, did he? The first time in over <laughs> two years, he's finally forced to go to the border. And what do they do? They go down there and clear out all the homeless and the encampments and to make it all look pretty so he doesn't have to see it. Now, I have to ask the question, um, do they not want him to actually see it so he can live in this delusion that he's in? Or is it, I mean, because we all saw them clean it up. Is it because the national news is with them? What, what's the deal? Yeah, can't just be, a photo op. Yeah. The national news is like, hey, look, we're down here in El Paso. Nothing to see here. Everything's cool. Walls Don't listen to those Republicans. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The border's Crazy. closed. It's secure, as as Kamala Harris says. It is not. And just the, the before and after photos of that uh, cleaning up the mess down there. It's like if they cleaned up Seattle streets for a day and then it will go back, right? It's the idea for a photo op, like as you said, to say, what, save face, whatever, right? This is in light of all the stuff going on this week, too. He's had a bad week, the president has. Of course, when the president has a bad week, well, we, we can laugh at it, but it's not good for the nation either. When people uh, realize how weak and, and um, incompetent this president is and his administration is. And I want to get it. I know we're going to get into the look, whole. Look, um, there's nobody, nobody more competent to, to handle the border, to handle classified documents, to, to handle the country's problems than Joe Biden. Come on. Joe Biden. I got to tell you. That's Go, Joe. Fun, funny, funny, but not funny. <laughs> so just for our listening audience, uh, just about a week ago or so, Southwest Airlines had um, decades-old software, and through a snowstorm, it went down. So thousands of Southwest Airlines flights got canceled. And lo and behold, Pete Buttigieg, right, Secretary of Transportation, uh, Biden, and the White House all came out and kind of lambasted, you know, uh, Southwest Airlines for not investing in the infrastructure. It's like scolding them, right? Like, oh, you should know better, right? This is these corporations. And lo and behold, this week, the FAA, brother, the entire nationwide, the system went down. This is the government run, Right. The, you know, the whole air traffic control. So no planes could fly this week anywhere. Didn't, didn't Reagan lay those people off or fire those he people? Did. Well, he did. And then, of course, it had the That's the last time I heard anything about the FAA, bro. Yeah. And and so it's been kind of it's been stranded, kind of like right? set it and forget it. Who mm -hmm. cares? You right. know, but boy, when something goes down like that, people notice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, people that were stranded in airports, obviously, it's back up again the next day. Uh, but the whole day. Uh, where no one could fly anywhere in America, commercially anyway. And so the president, of course, this is federal. This is, he's in charge of the federal stuff, right? So he goes, well, I talked to Pete Buttigieg, and he doesn't know what's wrong. But we'll figure it out. 
you have the, the commander in chief, his secretary of transportation, who remember last summer was off on some paternity leave when we had this shipping crisis where we couldn't get goods in and services. And it was like, oh, let's honor this whole idea that these two same-sex men can have paternity leave while the country is going to pot, if you will. The same guy who's still in his position, you can't get fired for incompetency. You get promoted in the Democrats and uh, leftist uh, organizations. Um, now, all I, we don't know, and we're supposed to accept that. Can you imagine a Republican administration and a uh, Secretary of Transportation saying, we don't know, but we'll get, we'll figure it out? No, <laughs> they'd be screaming on every news channel, left and right, about incompetence, how they have to get um, uh, either impeached or um, replaced or whatever. What do you think, brother? Well, you know what they say, brother. If they didn't have double standards, they wouldn't have any standards at all. So, of course, the media doesn't play this up. They don't hold anybody accountable. Although, although in the case of the at least the first batch which was apparently not that many classified documents, only maybe 10 or 20. Now, of course, there's boxes of them. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the uh, so far listening what's, her, what's her name? Jean-Pierre, Jean uh, the, the press yes, secretary this. for the president. She Correct. did get a little heat about this because, you know, and there's like, I'm not going to talk about it. It's not up to me to talk about it. Like uh, you speak for the president. I think it's kind of up to you to talk about this stuff. Well, you don't have to be adversarial. I'm like, what did, um, did uh, Kylie McEnany ever get any adversarial questions? All the time. <laughs> she was good. How about, but how about the governor it, of, uh, of, um, Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas. Did she ever get any, yep. you know, did, did all the time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah, so Sarah in other words, Sanders, right. Right. Yeah. In other words, you're not supposed to be adversarial with me. I'm a Democrat. I'm a, I'm a, 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 a lesbian, you know, Democrat, you know, right. you're supposed to be nice to me. I'm supposed to get softball questions about magical, how magical it is to be a press secretary, not tough questions about how did Biden come out and call Donald Trump, I can't believe anybody be this irresponsible to blah, blah, blah. Donald Trump had full authority to declassify anything mm -hmm. he wanted as president of the United States. Yep. And absolutely has cognitive ability, which is nice. Everybody had knows, them. everybody yes. knows for years, for decades that Joe Biden was the dumbest guy in, in the Senate, that he was dumb, that even Barack Obama said, what are we doing? We're electing a moron, you mm -hmm. know, to, to, you know, president. Now he hit him as even as vice president because of the um, bad light it put. He's not very smart. He makes mistakes. He has these gaffes. They go, oh, it's just Joe Biden. He makes stuff up. Yes, he, he lies tells through his stories. Teeth. Right? Oh, I don't his know that. First that's, I don't know that that's lying. That's just creative storytelling presented yeah, as okay. truth. It's, it's um, when it's I went lying. to Bible school. It's a lie. Yeah. Um, Biden ran for president before. And he was he was shamed out of the race because he plagiarized his speech. Copied yeah, the guy speech. in the guy in Ireland yeah. or something, right? Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. So, oh, then he talked about his education, about being the top in his class. He wasn't, you know, and all these things, all these lies about his education, about his background. Well, about he everything. was top in his class, except for all those other people. Yes, right. Of him. <laughs> you know, he took them out. 
If he didn't count those people that actually did good in class, he was top of class. He was talking, yeah. He was divided in different ways as he did. Relativity. Now. So, it's the theory of relativity. Biden relativity, brother. But back to the he press was a truck driver. He would he yeah. marched in the civil rights movement. And rode the train like a hundred thousand miles, right? Track and what he did maybe. to corn pop, legendary, <laughs> brother. Legendary. And what he would have done to Trump if they ever got, you know, behind closed doors or whatever, right? Yeah, Come that's on. a fight. I'd I'd pay I'd pay pay. I would pay-per-view yeah, to see that one. <laughs> but for, for a listening audience, first of all, for two years now, um, the president, the current president as he is, uh, whether you believe it's him or not, whatever, he has a cue card on what, how to answer questions. The answer, the questions are scripted and only certain people get called on. So they call on certain people in the, uh, in the press corps to ask a specific question that he already has a uh, note card to answer the question with. Because he goes off script and he screws things, screws things up. So this Kareem, uh, the press secretary, is getting upset because they're going off script. They're actually asking real questions. Because in light of this uh, FBI, Department of Justice raid on Mar-a-Lago, Trump's headquarters, uh, under the auspices that they had this valuable, sensible inf information. And we all know that it was a farce. It was an attack on a political opponent. They didn't want him to run for office. Okay, now we have further proof of that because as Doug was talking about, the first story this week was that for whatever reason, Biden's attorneys were going through a locked closet in, a, in one of his it, It's According to Tucker, it was locked, but, you know, unlocked, locked, whatever. They're going through a closet. And, why, and first of all, why are his attorneys going through a closet? The well, they place? were looking for skeletons. Yeah, in his closet. That doesn't make Correct. any sense for his attorneys, right? <laughs> I'm speaking metaphorically and yes. possibly I might be speaking literally, brother. Apparently, That's right. or prophetically, I am speaking anyway. literally because they found some skeletons in his closet. Yes. Did you they know, found, brother? Now, this is the thing that didn't really come out, but they found that stuff before the midterms. Yes, they did. They found it before the midterms. It, they suppressed the information was like uh, Hunter's laptop to, kind of thing, like Hunter's laptop that they had obviously on Hunter's laptop. They had social media corporations. They had, they, that was a, uh, a, a concerted effort to suppress and to basically vilify or discredit Remember, Russian misinformation, which was a complete lie. That attorney who f worked for the federal government that said that went to work for Twitter. So we, now we know this now it's, it's crazy, but anyway, uh, this this they found and then reported so somehow has now come out, if you will, that th that they have a special uh, counsel to review the documents. Wait a minute, what about a raid in the middle of the night, right? And Biden's blown it off like I didn't know they were there. They said how the they get there. Uh, I know if, if the documents yeah. that were in your possession and you don't know how they got there, that would be kind of like the definition of mishandling. Exactly right. So he, I don't know why they got there, and then he's blamed it on his Secret Service. They set it up for him. Of course, First of all, they wouldn't be putting um, secure. Documents. I always give my secure documents to my yeah. security team. <laughs> Confidential, <laughs> high security documents, uh, which the vice president secret, does brother. not have the authority to declassify. Which means they're still classified documents. This is worse by far. And then, as you said, alluded to at the beginning of the show, there is a second location and a second batch of classified documents well, found in a uh, Biden. Jean-Pierre yes. said that there were boxes. 
boxes. So that that okay. came out. That came out in the thing. Well, we don't know what's what's up with these boxes of things. Oh, all of a sudden we're all like boxes. We thought this was a file folder. Now there are boxes, boxes. and and this is this this Biden this Penn Biden Center, right? University yes. of Pennsylvania. Who has access to this? CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, has complete access to this. And who gives $54 million to Penn State? Uh, uh-huh. The Chinese Communist Party. And right. who gives Biden a million dollars? Penn State. I mean, this is um, laundering national secrets. This, is, this, is, yeah. this, is, this, is, this isn't what Donald Trump did. This is treason. This is high yes. treason. This is like... That who was the dude that stuffed the things down his pants and all that? Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> the National Archives. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is this is this is Biden stuffing this stuff, you know. And um, they say nothing. They say nothing. And, they say nothing. Uh, I know. This is this, this is a, this is impeachable. This is uh, this is treason. You know, it's and, like if this is the thing that that keeps coming out again and again and again, everything that they accuse you of. They're guilty yep. of. Exactly right. When they start blaming Republicans or conservatives or Trump for something, they've done it. Case in point, this is it. Since they found out about these documents being held in a closet in Biden's office before the midterms, it's coincidental that all of a sudden they go and accuse Trump of doing something very similar. Where timing's kind of eerily, don't you think? Uh, you know, it's like, hey, they may have known about this before and said, let's let's go on the offensive, blame him. So then if this comes out or when this comes out, we can say, well, he did it. What's well, the that, deal? OK, so that to me, that that's a that's a bit of a stretch because Biden came out and said, I can't believe somebody be so irresponsible. So now they're everybody's playing that clip. Everybody mm-hmm. is playing that mm-hmm. clip, dude. So here he is but, but basically again, indicting himself. You're, you I'm going to challenge you on that for a second. Um what did they just do in the El Paso? They cleared out the homeless encampments before he got there. Hey, they do the same thing down here at at uh, the baseball diet, the baseball park in Seattle. Right before baseball season, they take the bulldozers in there. I'm telling you, the this these lawyers that found it prior to the midterm, yeah, probably found it, it orchestrated this thing through the Department of Justice. I don't know he's if he's pulling the strings. Or he was even aware. So he probably talked off the cuff about how bad it was, not well, realizing. You've you heard you've heard the saying evil genius, right? But right. Biden's not an evil genius, he's an evil moron. A hundred percent. So okay. Since we're on Biden, and this is this goes to uh, a couple of things. The thing we didn't talk about last week and the thing I wanted to talk about, it ties into this. So you have two groups of, of documents that this president should be impeached for, not only just impeached, but also indicted. And this is against the rules, right? Right, a law. Um, but do you remember during the 2016 election, 2016, 2020, uh, getting them all confused, Trump's president, right? We're trying to, starting to investigate this, this whole Biden, Hunter Biden thing and Burisma and so forth. And then uh, obviously the election happened and so forth. That didn't, didn't go anywhere. But Biden... Um, bragged uh, in front of the Council of Foreign Relations about this prosecuting attorney that was going after Burisma and his son. And he flew over there and said, if you want the billion dollars, you're going to fire this guy, right? The guy who knew the investigation, right? And he got him fired. Well, lo and behold, 
just last week, there was a lawsuit filed by the uh, prosecuting attorney. I think it was in Jamaica. I got to verify with me on this, but but it's a country that had a prosecuting attorney that was suing JP Morgan Chase in relationship to sex trafficking, human trafficking with Jeffrey Epstein. Biden goes on vacations in that very location, and lo and behold, that prosecuting attorney gets fired. There's an eerily uh, similar uh, circumstance there. First of all, a very powerful corporate J.P. Morgan Chase that's tied to Epstein and banking and whatever, been around forever, uh, gets a lawsuit filed against him, and immediately the prosecuting attorney gets fired, and the president himself happens to vacation in that very location. I'm telling you, this is corruption to the highest level. Are you are you connecting the dots, brother? Is that what you're doing? I am I am doing that, brother. I I um, guess I guess you are. You're connecting the dots. Um, somebody said something earlier today. What did they say to me? Sex, money, power. Does that sound like the federal government to you, brother? Sex, money, and power. Yeah, the more the more the onion peel peels back, so the, I mean, the more our eyes are open. A hundred percent. There is the swamp is not even a close approximation of what it really is. This is wickedness. This is you're right. It is rampant sex, much in a way of the um, pedophilia, which we've been talking about for for like a while now. Like the Pizzagate thing or whatever. Yeah, how deep and how wide this goes, now, uh, how intrinsic but also yeah it all has to do with power and control right power and money and those three things and they want to control the purse strings control the control of people and uh, uh, fulfill their sexual appetites if you will this wickedness when we look at from a spiritual perspective a biblical perspective breaking news brother breaking news right now current right now breaking news right here on doug and marty versus the world breaking news 17 minutes into the program Jeffrey Epstein did not hang himself. <laughs> that was worth the interruption. I, I appreciate that. I was trying, I was trying to get the word out anyway. But, it's infuriating, uh, right? I mean, all this stuff no, that you're saying, there's no, there doesn't appear to be yet any accountability. Do you believe accountability no. is coming, brother? I, I It has to be. Well, we I, shall I'm all stand before the judgment seat of Jesus Christ. Yes. Yeah, but on this earth, there, there hopefully there will be because it is a two-tier justice system, which we've talked about. This is one of those things, though, where the wickedness of this is so bad. It's a spiritual wickedness, though. But when we're hearing words like Astaroth and Baal and all these things, the things that the Old Testament, uh, the Israelites were running away from God and sacrificing babies to, and all this stuff is being spoken of in open terms now in the media, in movies, in, uh, in politics, we're like, it's not gone away. It's still good versus evil, but we're seeing evil being kind of cocky, if you will, just parading it in front of God's face. I think. It, I'm, mm. it, yeah, I'm trying not to interrupt. It 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 reminds me of the Bible uh, story where uh, the ark got captured by the Philistines. Do you remember that one? And uh, the Philistines yep. the Philistines stuck it in next to their idol, and the next morning the idol was face down. So they they in front of the ark. And then they, right. they set the idol back up, and the next day they came in, the idol was face down, and its hands and feet were cut off. Now, mm-hmm. no person did that. But, you know, God doesn't need us to defend him. He will defend himself. 
He just needs us to stand up for truth. He just needs mm-hmm. us to say this is wrong. We're not gonna we're not gonna allow you to sexualize our kindergarten kids. Right. Uh, no more chemical castration. No more pushing. Uh, you can be whatever you want. And this this war against the truth. You know, the cl- the climate change, the the gen- the transgender agenda, all of this stuff, brother. It's all about, you know, one plus one doesn't equal two anymore. One plus right. one equals whatever right. you want it to equal. When you challenge that there's only uh, like multiple truths, you challenge God, right? When you challenge the God's order of things, you challenge God. It's a, it's a conflict against God and God's will. And if you look at this, we, we think I'm shocked um, by this discussion, uh, pornography, uh, pedophilia, the, the transgender, this all move. Apparently, this was in Hitler's youth, the same thing. Apparently, in the Roman Empire, is it the same team? This Things keep on recycling. This is not new. Like Ecclesiastes says, nothing's new under the sun. We're facing this again, though, and, I, and I'm worried about the church in America, the church in the world, believers following prey to this, and you can't be praying. You have to pray, obviously, seek God's wisdom, and pray against, because we have authority in Christ Jesus over these spirits, but to be able to see that there is a demonic root to these things being played out politically, culturally, financially, through the uh, different governments and politicians and people in power, all that kind of stuff, But, but there is a spiritual basis to this. And we know we've been saying we were at war for a long time. We just didn't realize how bad the war is. Right. Well, we've, and we've so, raised up an entire generation of Christian wimps. Right? Yes. We, yeah. that we're going to, you know, we, we've, we've missed, we, we've, we've, we're into forgiveness. We're into loving our enemies, but we've forgot about justice and righteousness, which are the foundation of God's throne, and that governments are instituted among men to secure rights, not to deny them, not yep. to not to enslave the people, but to set the people free. And so there's this entire new uh, – Rick Joyner just released a new book called the, the Doctrine, basically the Christian's Duty to Fight Against Tyranny, and it's all about the doctrine of lesser magistrates. In other words, when the government does something that's against God's law, you're uh, under uh, obligation to resist, to, mm-hmm. to, to do it. It started in Egypt. Mm-hmm. In Egypt, Pharaoh told the midwives, kill the baby if it's a boy, kill the Hebrew babies if it's a boy. The midwives refused to do it. They wouldn't do it. And then they lied. They said, well, they're more hardy than, you know, us. And they, you know, but anyway, God rewarded them and gave them their own families because they obeyed God and not Pharaoh. And so this erroneous interpretation of Romans 13, that no matter what the government does, you know, if that's the case, then, then they, we should have let Hitler do his thing. We should have let Stalin do his thing. Mao Zedong, you know, King King George, we should have just, you know, we should never have created America. We should have just the divine right of kings. Um, but even in Romans 13, it says that we should obey the authorities when they're doing good. Really, that's really the, the gist of what that is. They're here to do good. And when they're, you know, what they're not doing good, then you got Peter, James, and John standing in front of the Supreme Court of Israel saying, you tell us what's right, whether we obey God or obey you. And they didn't That's answer right. that because they're supposed to obey God and they know it. And they beat them and told them not to preach in Jesus name and all this stuff. So the entire new Testament 
The entire Old Testament is full of people who didn't obey unrighteous decrees. Now, if the unrighteous decree, absolutely obey it, right? Mm -hmm. The government's there, pay your taxes, all that stuff. But when the government gets weird, then it's time for us to uh, become, uh, as one gentleman said at Turning Point USA, it's time for us to become ungovernable. When they try to do another lockdown, when they try to force, we just need to become ungovernable. And uh, there's way more of us than there is of them. And here in America, brother, who's in charge? It's we, the people of the United States of America. The people are the sovereign. You know, most Bible scholars and Bible historians believe, and I believe they're right, obviously, that the United States is here as the natural uh, result or a natural extension of the Reformation. Right. Because the Reformation, you had this all powerful kings and Catholic churches, and they wouldn't even let you read the Bible. And people read the Bible and they said, by faith, we're saved, uh, not of works and faith alone and solo, you know, faith and all that stuff. Right. And mm-hmm. um, and the America came out about because of that. If government's wrong, then it should be up to the individual. The individual's important. All of these things are the reasons why America's here. And and this ancient evil, divine right of kings, tyranny, uh, we know better than you, dirty little people down there. Um, that's coming back. It's not. It's mm-hmm. not going anywhere. And we said this back in 2020. You and I both said that they're not going to give this back. This number because right away, and we said it then, they called it the new normal. Well, we don't like the new Mm -hmm. normal, and we want a new new normal. And the new new normal is back to the Constitution, freedom, and even greater uh, authority and power from the individual Christian. And Mm -hmm. we will decree, and we will mandate, and we will fight. And it's time to fight. Now, I'm not saying uh, take up arms. I'm saying uh, take up the weapons of our warfare, which are not carnal, but they are mighty to pulling down strongholds and we resist and we become ungovernable and we will do the right thing, but we won't do the wrong thing. And we're not going to allow you to do the wrong thing to our kids and our children. Did you hear brother about the, the city council in Michigan that's dominated (laughs) by Muslim, uh, Muslim people on the city council and they have now legalized animal sacrifices. For religious purposes. Have you okay. About that? No, I did not hear about that. Um, Brother, okay. that is like, that is like the, 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 you know, this, this stuff is getting weird. Right? Uh, I, I was, that's where I was going, but think about Washington state less about a year ago, Inslee and his administration had Satanists allowed on the, on the, uh, the I was there. Steps. I saw that. I know. Yeah. I know, but like, think about this. This is, is, it can't get any more clear. This is a spiritual war. And to your point about uh, our weapons are not carnal. However, when we've allowed them to take ground and they won't give it back, we've got to be aggressive to take it back. Doesn't the Bible say about taking it by force? I know you have no scripture there, brother. We have to take it by force now. So to, to the back to what Doug said about we raised a generation of weak Christians, you know, whether it be the prosperity prosperity gospel or whatever, it's time to get back to be spiritual warriors, that people that lean in on God, trust God, obey God, and as Doug always says, do it scared. The idea here is we've got to fight, and if we all have more of us than there are of them, but we have to do something about it. That means in every mountain. 
business and family and schools and education and politics. I don't care if you like it or not. That's where the battle is raging right now. It's where the wickedness has legislated immoral laws as an affront to God. But also, it, it, um, the word says, when the righteous reign, the people rejoice. When the wicked govern, the people groan. The reason we're in so much travail right now is the wicked are reigning. The wicked have been elected, whether fairly or not fairly, but we've got to pay attention. This is important. It's on our watch to, uh, to get engaged to pray, to have wisdom, uh, but to hold people accountable, to remove them from office, to not look the other way when the left, starting with Biden and everybody down the line, does these outrageous things. Because right now, just on Thursday, Wednesday, and they're talking about a, a more COVID restrictions, brother. I thought we were done with COVID, right? But no, more COVID restrictions in light of this is one that uh, just, it, it's mind-boggling. I'm not sure if you've been on social media, uh, on the newsstand, but there is story after story after story, night after night, of young, normally healthy people dropping dead from heart attack. You know, and it's like, okay, people, why aren't we talking about this? Why isn't this a national or a, a worldwide emergency? Because these people, it's not normal for 16 to 30 year old young men and women that are athletes to drop dead from a heart attack. Just, just got to check. Uh, Facebook just facts checked you. <laughs> Said that, that your facts are in dispute. Um, yeah, brother. I mean, I, I was saying this at the beginning of the last year, you know, there was 10,000 over 10,000, like 15,000 deaths from the shot. It's the worst yeah. vaccine disaster in the history of America, yet no one knows about it. I actually did hear Tucker Carlson earlier this week talking about, hey, VAERS own website, you know, the government's website shows that tens of thousands of people are dying as a direct result of the shot. Not, not, I mean, like in pretty immediate, let alone all these tens of thousands of children, athletes, yes. young men, old men, young women, old women young whatevers, old whatevers. I've got yeah, so last trying to week, be gender. Right, right, right. Last week, Dad, Damar brother. Hamlin. Right, yeah. no, Damar Hamlin, right? Well, he survived, dead. barely. He did. Because but, of prayer, remember, because they prayed on national TV amen. and God said, all right, we'll let him. Amen. He relented, right? Think about this for a second, though. Young, healthy athlete had a booster literally the day before, collapsed on the field with a heart attack. They survived, like I said, based on prayer. But the doctor came out and said, well, it's not the, not the booster, right? Other players, it says, the NFL has been forcing us to take an untested medical procedure. So it's opening people's eyes because literally millions, tens of millions actually saw that and had to go, huh, that's weird, you know, sad, and we'll pray, but that, that's just the tip of the iceberg. That's just one example of, thousands happening all across and it's not old fat people or old uh, sick people or whatever it is young healthy people uh and that is okay accountability pray for them pray that their their young healthy system fights this off and make sure that the uh, pfizer and moderna and those in, responsible for pushing this stuff is held accountable i'm i'm just wondering brother if you feel that you know, because I had a couple of my kids got the shot. Mm -hmm, smart, the smart ones didn't. Yep. 
Okay. Yep. One, smart one. Maybe. <laughs> um, and I, I prayed and I said, Lord, you know, you, you said that they're sanctified by us and I'm praying that if they eat anything poison, it's not going to hurt them. Right. So, but this right. idea that, you know, we, we cannot neglect to pray now more than ever protection, pray and declare, you know, the Bible says, if you ask anything in my name, Jesus said that I'm going to do it. It's, you know, ask and you shall receive, uh, seek and you'll find, knock the door will be open, you know, so we've got to remember that and then actually do it and then actually stand up. You know, Jesus said, if you deny me, uh, I'm going to deny you and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And so we're not teaching that stuff, but we had better start, but there are a few, there are some champions, some warriors, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, uh, you know, God bless Jack Hayford. He, he went on this week, uh, 88 <laughs> years old, I believe 87, um, yep. uh, and then diamond, you know, young, she yeah. was young brother, yeah. 51, I believe. Yeah. And, um, you know, so this is a real battle. We're dealing with real dead bodies. People yes. we're dealing with real injuries. We uh, don't know what, how, why diamond diamond died or uh, pastor Hayford, but, um, um, to your point, we are, dealing but they're with gone real, and there's, yes. you know, this is, this is like, this is real stuff. And of course you and I know about our dear friend, uh, that's in our our prayer team. His granddaughter passed away seven years old. You know, just, just really terrible. crushing thing. And so these things are real. You know, this is life and death. And yeah. um, and it's you know, it's time for us to really to take hold of God mm-hmm. personally, one on one, like you and God getting together and working these things out and listening to God and obeying God. You know, there's a uh, there's a key to understanding the book of revelation. Did you know that there's a key and it's given Yes. right in the beginning of the book of revelation. It said it was given to his bond servants. You know, a bond mm-hmm. servant is a slave. It's the lowest form of slave available. And you know, we've got to come to that point with Jesus where he is the King and we're not. And this idea of self-fulfillment and self-gratification and all this kind of stuff, Um, we've got to give that up and it's tough because we live in the flesh. You know, the flesh wants to be comfortable. The flesh wants to be warm or cool. The flesh wants to eat what it wants. The flesh constantly fighting against the spirit. And the the Bible talks about that in the book of Romans, how the flesh wars against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh Mm. who will deliver me. He delivers us by his spirit. We've got to have all of the gifts of the spirit. See, we can't, we can't, not have the gift of discerning of spirits. We cannot have not have the gift of healing. We cannot have the gift of, we need to have the gift of faith. We need to have the working of miracles. We need to have prophecy. We need to have tongues and interpretation of tongues. We need to have word of wisdom. We need to have word of knowledge. He didn't put it in the Bible so that we could just ignore it. Whatever part of the Bible you ignore won't come to you. Right. I, I almost want to say go. that. I, I met a, I met a really nice guy, young, younger guy, compared to me pastoring a Baptist church. We were talking about, Hey, you got all these kids. It's right across the street from this high school. Uh, me and some friends went in there to talk to him like, Hey, can we use your parking lot? We'll do street church. We'll win all these kids of the Lord. Right. And he's like, Oh, I don't need a program and everything. And I'm thinking, which parts of the Bible, I wonder which parts of the Bible he doesn't think are good because it's either all or nothing. You either believe it or you yep. don't. And, yep. and we got it. We better get to when you read your Bible every day, Get, you're going to read the whole thing, right? 
And if yeah. you read it, and if you read it every day long enough, you're going to get a lot of it because you know what the Holy Spirit's job is bring it to remembrance. Yep. And to convict you, right. Bring it to remembrance when you need to, right. In, in season and out. Right. Yeah. Uh, this is a, so this is a call to action. I'm yeah. giving, I'm giving our listeners a call to action. You had better connect with God because your children are at risk. Your, your parents are at risk. Your spouse is at risk. Your friends are at risk. It's time to connect with God and it's time to do it seriously. And, and, you know, we just need to open up this altar right here. I don't have one, but if I had one, like you need to come up here and say, I've not been doing it, but I'm going to do it because this is life and death. Mm -hmm. Am I, am I uh, intense enough, brother? No, uh, probably need to go more. And if our pastors out there that are listening or you're with a pastor, it's time to be strengthened. It's time to be convicted. It's time to speak the word of God. The Bible is very clear on these things, right? When we're talking about um, child sacrifice, um, uh, offering uh, sacrificed idols, the blood of people where the lifeblood is, uh, when we don't speak about abortion and what's going on, this is as old as the hills. It is child sacrifice. When they use the body parts and sell them, when they uh, see this as an industry to human traffic things, it is disgusting. But we and the, and the people of God need to speak out against this evil. It's isn't part of one it. of the isn't one of the reasons that people didn't want the so-called vaccine, quote unquote. Uh, vaccine is because th there's a lot of reporting that they use aborted baby yep. stuff Fetal in tissue. the vaccine. Yep. Right. Yep. In fact, so, um, so you're, uh, eating, you're eating, <laughs> you're yeah. eating dead babies. <laughs> you know? Project Veritas came out in uh, last year uh, on your cover where they had someone from um, the Pfizer from Pfizer says they suppressed the information. They didn't want that to be a determining factor for whether people would, would uh, take the vaccine or not, that it is on fetal uh, tissue. You know, there were, were, were basically dead babies. And it's just, it's just it, disgusting, brother. So the more we find out, we need to be not just upset, but we need to be doing things about it. Brother, you mentioned Jack Hafer, Pastor Jack Hafer. Um, I Wasn't just, he uh, one of the ones that didn't shut down down there in California? Yes. Um, church on the way. He, Him and obviously, Cheon. Yes. Well, he, um, you're thinking of uh, McDowell as well. McDowell or Mac MacArthur? Anyway, MacArthur. Uh, MacArthur was MacArthur. I was thinking it was Hayford. Yeah. Maybe Jack Hayford had the second largest sort of TV audience probably next to Joel Osteen, right? He did it beforehand. He was a former president of the Foursquare. He started off in the 60s and, and um, built this Van Nuys church. I went to a, a week uh, it's called Pastoral Nurture with him years ago. And um, I, I, I'm sure I've told the story to you before, but on the air, I remember going down intimidated. I got in, I was a, a, a staff pastor in a small little church in Port Orchard part-time. So I have newly licensed in Foursquare. And my wife had written a note to um, Pastor Jack Hayford, which we don't know, just wrote a note about uh, a dream she had basically. And lo and behold, I get this invitation. So they, they invite 40 pastors from all denominations around the world to spend a week with Pastor Jack. And there's, there's four separate weeks that cover different things, church development, preaching, teaching, and that kind of stuff. So I, I say that because I got the chance to go as this young guy who was very intimidated by the, the caliber of the other pastors, if you will, and being there in front of Pastor Jack, who I'd, I heard tapes and videos and TV, and I thought he was just, you know, He's a, he's a hero of the faith, if you will. 
I remember being there and within the first couple hours, the guy's picking his nose in front of us. He's got his leg crossed. He is talking to us like you and I talk all the time. And I've ne- I realized that this guy, not only, but he had the authority when he said something, people jumped. He was in control, not only of Foursquare, but of the church on the way. But at the same time, the most humble, submitted to the Lord person that where literally he came in one day. Remember that time where I came to you and I was ashen white because uh, I was convicted about doing something that I didn't want to do, brother, you know, with Pierce County. Um, He came in one of those mornings that week, this guy who's been pastoring for 50 years at that point in time, who had done everything in the Christian faith. And he was the same way. And he goes, the Lord spanked me this morning. Uh, because I, you know, whatever. And he, he, the practical things he taught, what he goes, look, it doesn't matter what you, you know, it's, it's what people look at. You don't want to lead people astray. So even though he was given a home to live in, he never owned one. Even though he was given a car to drive, he didn't drive a fancy one and drove a Ford or a Lincoln. And he goes, because he knows people are watching. I, I thought it was interesting to the lengths he went to, you know, and then his end of his life, he said, look, my last quarter of my life, the Lord told me that I'm going to pastor pastors so I can land, hand off a legacy of leadership. But when he dealt with that, you know, I was just like blown away on humility and power at the same time and how humility is strength. And we don't see it that way. We see it for weakness, then we're going to be looked at some other way. He saw it as a way as every day I'm going to die to myself. I'm going to be humble before the Lord and the Lord will take care of it. So we had strength of conviction. So um, him passing, he's with the Lord. We know that, uh, he's with Jesus. I'm, but just that one week brother impacted my life. I just wanted to give him a shout out. So it's amazing. You know, I, I was, uh, uh, watching the Lord of the Rings uh, trilogy and, uh, we've w- watched the last one earlier this week. My, uh, my middle daughter, Courtney was like, we got to do this. We got to be, you know, so we did took, you know, three different nights and all of us around the TV and, I love it. I was watching, you know, in Return of the King, and I felt like I said, you know, true humility is to do what you're supposed to do. True humility is to do what God's called you to do. And for Aragorn to take the, you know, he kept like, I never wanted it. I didn't want to, I became a homeless ranger dude. You know, he wants uh, justice. He wants order. He wants, you know, to defeat the evil and all that kind of stuff. Well, dude, do your job. You know, they need a leader. They need a king, you know, king, you know, presidents and congressmen and all these things. They're necessary. Mm-hmm. And true humility is just do it. Right. Yeah. And it's not like, yeah. um, you know, God got upset with Moses. Right. He's like, Moses is like, who am I to lead, you know, your two million or however many millions of people in Egypt. And God got mad at him. Like, don't tell yeah. me, don't make excuses. You need to go do what it told you to do, whether it's run a political party or go on the radio or do a street corner ministry or whatever, run for office. These things, obedience is true humility. And then when they come mm-hmm. and they accuse you of being prideful and everything else, you can be like, you know, I said that to, you know, I said that to my wife a bunch of times. She's like, why do you do that? I go, it's not my choice. I didn't pick this. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it because I know that I heard from God. Right. I know that I did because I, over the years he's trained, you know, he's trained me through, you know, discipline to know Mm -hmm. that that was him and that wasn't him. Right. And so you, Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. And so we've got to get that true humility is 
if you can make millions of dollars, you need to do that. That is humility mm -hmm. to release that into uh, God's purposes on the planet, right? If you can uh, get elected and, and have a position of authority, that is true humility to go do that. And then to just live for Jesus. You know, I, I, I thought it was so hilarious. I, I said, I had an interview on uh, KATU uh, television here in the Seattle area. Uh, they, they called it beyond the podium. And uh, my friend Keith Swank calls me up and he goes, you mentioned Jesus on TV. Sure. Like, yeah, uh, dude, why wouldn't I mention Jesus? Jesus is my King. He's my Lord. And it was something, you know, I, I think I said, you know, this whole pandemic thing is a crock. Jesus himself said it's the sick, not the healthy that need a doctor. We need to lock down the sick people, not the healthy people. What are we doing? Right. right. And, and, you know, but we, where do we get, you know, the, we, we claim the Bible is true. We claim it's truth, but we don't talk about it. We don't share the scripture. Um, do we really believe it? Or are we ashamed of it? Or are we scared? Right. And um, uh -huh. we, it's time for that. You know, like you said, the violent take it by force, the violent uh, go forward. You know, it's, it, they, they say um, that's an act of violence. They, they say it all the time. Right. If you say this, there's only two genders, that's an act of violence. Right. So they're already right. accusing you of it anyway. Right. Yeah. And um, yeah. I even had a couple of years ago, I had a, there was a guy who was on the other side. He's like, well, this is what these Christians believes. And he get out, he got out a Bible and read Romans chapter one. You know, they're giving up the, 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 the women with women and men with men. See, this is what the Christians believe. This book is full of hate or whatever. Right. So right. you can't, you can't, even though you're not preaching on it, pastor, they don't care. It's in there. They know it. And they're after you. You're next. And I love Billy Graham, right? This is what the Bible says. It's what the Bible says. Yeah. Take it up with the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't make this up, but so, I agree with it. Well, I mean, I like Brian Hart Bonnke. They were talking yeah. about, you know, men with men and everything. And he goes, you do not put gasoline into the exhaust pipe. You put it into the gas tank. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So Matthew 6:33 brother says but first and most important seek aim at strive after his kingdom and his righteousness his way of doing things and being right the attitude and character of God and all these things will be added unto you right we start hey lord what's your will and then we do it right and then the other one which i know when you were talking i'm like this is the first thing that i popped in my mind what do we do as christians right we seek his kingdom first and his righteousness his way of doing things then we go to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, which is our marching orders. Just trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart. Do not rely on your own insight or understanding. And then in all of our ways, in all the things we do, know and acknowledge and recognize God. So we give him the glory. That means we stay humble. And he will make our paths straight and smooth, removing obstacles from our way. We have obstacles in our way, brother. So let's, let's do those things right there. The instructions are right there. Let's follow them, right? I'm pretty sure you're reading from the Amplified Bible because that, that was definitely louder than a regular Bible. Right? It was Amplified on two different... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was the voice and the it was from the Amplified uh, yes. definition. Yeah. I love that. Well, you so. know, in, in, in all of this stuff, um, it's time to connect. And we've got to hear from God. And 
you know, I believe that America is on the verge of great revival. And, uh, but I believe that, um, that people are, you know, we, we, we can't underestimate the threat that we are currently under the, the, the threat from a, a weaponized DOJ, um, earlier this week, I liked the, the program flashpoint, which is on the, uh, Kenneth Copeland's network. And, um, it's on a couple times a week, but they played a clip from a 1975 meet the press. And the guy was talking, the guy was a Democrat and he was talking about, oh my gosh, we have the, the, the surveillance ability that the U S government has, if it's ever turned on the populace will create the greatest tyranny the world's ever seen in 1975. We didn't even have cell phones then. Right. We didn't, I don't think we had any kind of wireless phone. Well, we might've had, but uh, you know, maybe like a car phone or something. Right, right. I think we were dealing like IBM 386s, something like that. I mean, it's, I mean, it's old. 1975. Drives. They didn't have IBM computers yet. They didn't come. They didn't come out until the 80s. I, was, I had a 286 well, in 1980, like five or something. So this is seven years. That. This, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. Uh, there was no internet. There was none of that. Right. And so, um, but this is. Uh, uh, they call that guy's was, I think his name was Senator church. And the, one of the things that the, the, the Republicans got through in the rules committee was they're going to have a new church committee. Now they're not talking about the church, like the Christian church. They're talking about Senator church and reining in the surveillance capabilities of the U S intelligence uh, that are now being weaponized against you, brother, against me mm -hmm. and against our neighbors and our friends are tracking us. You know, there's a, uh, there's a, uh, possibility that, uh, they're calling it a RUC road UC charge. We call it a mileage charge here in Washington state where they would put a device in your car and track you and ever, and then give you, send you a bill. You, you did, you know, 10,000 miles this year, you owe us so much money. Right. And of course, and then we're going to do away with the gas tax, which is a lie. They'll never and, do it with the gas tax. And, um, yeah, they don't do away with any taxes, add more. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but this tracking capability, uh, there was, uh, I heard someone speaking, uh, this week and they were talking about somebody from the Washington policy center volunteered for the beta program of this thing to be tracked. And they were sending her notices. You were driving too fast. You went around this corner too fast. You're, you know, in other words, they're micromanaging the person's driving. They could send you a speeding ticket. And if you were driving an electric car, they could turn it off. Come on, and or not let you get electricity. I mean, just think well, about if any this, kind of car. You could turn, you know, because we have that low jack. You probably heard of that, right? Mm -hmm. Where That's you true. put the thing in the car, you can turn off any car. Uh, if you put if you put tracking and and you know low jack type of tracking in the vehicle, you know, parents yeah, do it for yeah. their kids, yeah. or you know, you right. put it in your car. Someone steals your car, you can go on the internet, see where your car is, and you can tell it, hey, as soon as it's safe, that thing turns off. They can't start it again, and then you can go pick your car up. Right. right? Right. So that's a, uh, that's a technology that's, you know, several years old, maybe dec decade or more old. Um, so these things are, um, they're coming down the line. There's also three bills uh, in Washington right now to limit your second amendment. Right. One is that you have to have a permit to buy a gun, uh, universal registration. And then there's some other, uh, you know, a, an assault, assault, quote, unquote, assault weapons ban. So AR 15s uh, in Washington state. These things are clearly unconstitutional. The, the recent Supreme Court decision from last summer, Clarence Thomas said it this way. He said the Second Amendment right is not like a subclass right. 
It's the same right. right as every other right. It's the same right as freedom of speech, freedom of religion, uh, freedom to be uh, free from search and seizure, you know, all these other things, all the Bill of Rights stuff. And mm -hmm. if there's ever a time when people need to go read the Bill of Rights again, read you can read the Constitution and all the 20-some amendments probably in about a half an hour. It's not yep. that difficult. It's not that thick. But we need to know, you know, if you don't know what you got, then you don't got it. Exactly right. If you don't exercise them as well. So I want to just touch a little bit the 20 members that we talked about it last week that stood up to McCarthy that took 15 rounds for him to be elected as Speaker of the House. Sounds like a they got championship a fight. 15, they got him in the 15th round. They got a rules package passed, it included that church committee, but now people are applauding their their um, backbone to do this. We're going to ha actually have single subject bills to be voted on. They're actually going to have time to read the bills. None of this other man, passing this omnibus in the middle of the night with 4,000 pages. The very first thing they took up was defunding the 87,000 new IRS agents, brother. So I'm hopeful. I mean, but it took 20 to use the leverage they had to take all of, including Hannity and everybody else, telling them how they're being ridiculous and they should get on with the show. And they were right, brother. They had backbone and got the rules package that's going to tie the hands not only of, uh, of of these overspending things, but but the Democrats too. They're not happy about it. So shout out, you know, to the, the this twenty of, from the Freedom Caucus, brother. Well, and you know, there's another benefit. Lindsey Graham is now a conservative again, so that's good, <laughs> brother. He's it's it's cool to be a conservative now. So he's no longer. I, I, I know he's South Carolina, but Lindsey Graham's one of those guys that I didn't like him during the presidential campaign because I thought he was a mealy and whatever. Then I liked him because he would say the right things. But the more you watch him, he always says the right things when he needs to, but doesn't do anything about it. He is a it, he is a politician, but it puts a bad taste. Whichever way the wind blows is the way Lindsey goes, brother. Exactly right, brother. <laughs> Now, now, well, he, apparently it's blowing. It's blowing conservative because he's he's disgusted about the the DOJ's response to the Biden uh, top secret document. So good, good for him. So I, I, we're not ending the show on this. So you have, I'm sure you have <laughs> we more. got plenty of time. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I saw a story. Now Joe Rogan covered it. Joe Rogan has the number one podcast in America. Okay, uh, Joe Rogan, uh, former announcer, uh, did a bunch of other things like Fear Factor. Yeah, he's kind of I don't know. He's just he's not a conservative by far. He's had like Elon Musk on there and so forth. But anyway, he covered a story the other day. I caught my eye and I thought I just had to go. Most of the time you ignore it, right? Like, okay, what's, what's the big deal? Because, you know, we have so much going on in China, uh, in Russia, Ukraine, in America, this, the, the documents, there's always something to take our attention. But DARPA, which is, you know, I don't know the, uh, what DARPA stands for, but DARPA, apparently they created a robot, okay? No, no big deal, but a robot that eats biological material that fuel itself. So it's fueled by biological material, you know, it's called Eater, E-A-T-R robot, you know, and so they're like, that's scary, okay. brother. <laughs> Robots and are not known for having high, high morals. No. And so you're like, and he, the, his question was like, I understand they're going to say it's for rats and rodents and dead kill goes, but why? And he goes, you know, 
that, that you know, we're biological material. That sounds really weird. Well, I mean, what's the purpose of something like this, right? Uh, so I saw that and went, it makes you go, huh? Well, thankfully, uh, the robot will be able to cook his dead uh, biological material on gas stoves. Apparently, the Biden administration <laughs> has backed off the the fact. I think that maybe what is it, sixty three percent of all stoves in the United States are gas. So uh, apparently, the ban gas. on gas yeah. stoves is is uh, not going to happen this year. Um, robots that eat, uh, and now we can. We're, now we're cooking with gas. Brother. Can't we just ignore anything that comes out of the White House uh, from now on? Just ignore it, right? Is, is, can we do that? <laughs> I, well, I I typically I ignore you, so I guess why not? I mean, well. if it works. Works. If it works in this situation, <laughs> I don't ignore you, brother. I appreciate you. I hope you're having a great new year. Uh, don't forget, you can go to DougAndMarty.com and maybe even replay this amazing episode of Doug and Marty versus the world. Uh, and you can contact us. You know, I, I love it when people connect with us. Don't you, Marty? That's cool. I, I do. I do. The website, yep. Give us their feedback. Uh, you know, there's hope and we can win if we just keep on going, keep on fighting. Don't give up. My name is Doug Bassler. And my name is Marty McClendon. This is Doug and Marty versus the world. We'll see you next week.